This is your Womanhood After Motherhood podcast, episode number five, with Lara Berry. This is your host, Reva, and it is so nice to be here. How is everybody doing today? I recently came across, you know, I love Shonda Rhimes. She is like my dream interviewee for the podcast. And I recently came across a quote of hers that I really, I wanted to read. It says, all the greeting cards for moms out there are about sacrifice. Mother, you gave up so much for me. You worked so hard for me. You sacrificed so much. You were so wonderful and giving and selfless. Where is the greeting card that says, Mother, you taught me how to be a powerful woman. Mother, you taught me how to earn a living. Mother, you taught me how to speak up for myself and not back down. Those are the greeting cards that should be out there. Those are the qualities that we would want for our daughters to have. I don't want my daughters to grow up and think I should shrink and be in the background. I should be selfless. I should be sacrificing. I should be silent. That's not what I think a mother is. End quote. Shonda Rhimes. It's so powerful to think about the example. And we I've been really digging in a lot with the women I've been talking about, about the modeling the modeling for our kids and the example, because that was the one thing that really struck me was the immense pressure now to really live my best life, to use Oprah, <laughs> Oprah's words, but to really to live the qualities and the values that I want my daughter to have. And we're all different. We all have different qualities and different values. But to really give it some thought Today, I'm going to speak with a woman by the name of Lara Berry. Lara is an award-winning costume designer and commercial wardrobe stylist. She is also home chef, household manager, and mom to 8-year-old Miles and 10-year-old Amelia. She said she is driven by artistic passion and a strong desire to tell stories. And she feeds her creative soul on costume designing independent projects while managing her demanding freelance career. She also recently started a side hustle focused on food and home cooking called Saverberry, where she hosts virtual cooking classes with kids. You can find her on Instagram at I am Lara Berry and Saverberry. Please welcome Lara Berry. Lara, welcome to Womanhood After Motherhood. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. I am good. What is my um, go-to go-to <laughs> answer to that question, right? I'm okay. I know, right? <laughs> I just did the School of Womanly Arts five-day self-love challenge. Each day, they email you a little challenge. One was, whatever you're eating today, eat it with pleasure. If you want to put it on a fancy plate or use a fabric napkin. I love that. It was really good. But another one of the things I think was the first thing was asking people how they aren't actually wanting an answer and really giving the answer. It is, it is so hard because usually our conversations are very much in passing with people. And especially these days, we're not lingering <laughs> to have long chats. Um, but it's a really good question. And it's a question that I think we need to ask ourselves and also answer to the people that 
you know, are really asking the question. And I mean, I think the truth is, is, you know, some days I'm great and some days I'm not so great. Yeah. What, what do you think about the process of finding womanhood after motherhood? You know, (laughs) when I heard the title of your podcast, I thought, oh God, (laughs) yes, womanhood. What is that again? (laughs) You lose yourself so completely. I try to take inspiration in other women around me and, you know, see these like amazing career women that are just killing it in their field. And they're also have like amazing bodies and they're working out all the time. And they also happen to, you know, have a fresh manicure and they're also volunteering at their favorite charities. And I'm going, how, how, how do you do all of that? I can, I can get meals on the table. (laughs) I can, you know, attempt to kill it at my own career. But I would say that, you know, womanhood in terms of who I am as a woman, it's blurry. It's foggy, for sure. And the older I get, the more I think about it. And I and I think I think it's because my children are also getting older. So that mm. very close sort of attachment, physical attachment that they have had to me for so yeah. many years yeah. is slowly starting, to, they're slowly starting to creep away, which mm. is has its own sadnesses attached to it. But I'm also welcoming that. Yeah. I'm also saying, okay, Lara, this is a great time for you to find yourself again or discover the new you, you know, which yeah. I think is more to the point because right. I'm not sure I am the same person I was before kids. I'm pretty sure I'm yeah. an entirely different yeah. person. So I'm excited to find that. Yeah. I had somebody say to me once, oh, you, you're, you're so different. You're, you're not the same person you used to be. And they were saying it with such a negative connotation. And I thought, mm. thank God I'm not the same person I used to be because that person knew nothing. She was so oblivious. <laughs> and I have learned and I have explored and I have, you know, ha- I've had so many ups and downs that have taught me so much. So I want to be a different person now. Absolutely. And, and something I've been thinking a lot about recently is how how your brain, you know, I read something about how um, we never actually multitask. Multitasking is a bit of a a myth that your brain really just jumps from one idea to another very Mm. quickly. So it's not that you're drinking coffee on your cell phone, doing a text and listening to music all at the same time. You're doing it all. It's all compartmentalized. Um, And I thought, that's so interesting because as moms, we have this sort of like badge of honor, which is like multitasking, you know, mavens, right? And, you know, it, it makes me just stop and think when I can start sort of pushing the, you know, quote unquote, mommy brain. Mm-hmm. away a little bit and start focusing a little bit more on myself or on my career or on my feelings, mm. then maybe some of my womanhood will come back <laughs> mm. and some of my sense of self will come back. Yeah. It seems like some mothers get caught up in the mom anxiety. So maybe they they do, their kids are a bit older like yours and they do have the the time and the space to focus on themselves, but they are consumed with mom anxiety. So that fills all of their time. You know, on top of that, I think it's important to recognize um, that we 
I think from the beginning of motherhood, compare ourselves to other mothers. Mm. And this is something that I think I've only um, sort of gotten a handle on in the last couple of years. And when I say handle, I mean, it's really just something I started thinking about, which Mm. is I don't have to be anybody else except for myself. Mm. And that's so huge for me. And And it makes me sort of stop and think about that, you know. Do I really need to sign my kids up for swimming and hockey and um art class and spanish lessons and like everything no no i they don't want that yeah yeah (laughs) you know so sometimes it's sometimes i just stop and try to sort of um trust in us just being together as a family and knowing that we can sort of find creativity and find fun and find love and warmth and comfort just within that, not within mm-hmm. all of the outside things. And I actually think that this pandemic has enforced that. Uh, one of the things that I did a while back was these this values appraisal. I don't know if you've ever done one. It's where I, I, I had a whole big list of 60 different values and you go through and you you start to tick off the ones that are important to you and then you end up with a list of five your five top values then when you look at what your top values are then you look sort of at at your life how you're living your life and whether it's in alignment with your values and it was it was a huge thing for me and i have never done it as a mom i used i I did it in my professional life but that just made me think about that when you were saying, do I really need to do all these things? And I wonder if doing a values appraisal as a mom, seeing these are the things that are important to me that I want to bestow upon her, whether I be living in alignment with those things. Because I think that it, for in my professional life, it really informed choices. And when I said yes to things, when I said no to things, because, okay, were they in alignment with that? One of the things for me that came up that was in my top five was contribution. It was this value that was like, oh, that's really, really important. But then when I looked at my life, I was not doing anything that (laughs) in terms of contribution. And I realized there was a big hole there and then I filled it and then I felt so much better about myself and about my life. I I was like, I feel more fulfilled. That is cool. I think we lose touch with our core values. And I think also, a lot of us don't know what our core values are. Mm. We've never been asked. We've never thought about it. We've never taken the time for ourselves, which is, you know, part of this too. And, yeah. You know, taking time for ourselves. Yeah. Just switching gears a little bit, our bodies change so much when we become <laughs> moms, right? We, they're incredibly different. And what were the first steps for you to get to know your new body? So I, uh, my body has definitely changed, I think, forever. <laughs> like I, I don't think that it ever will be the body of the 20-year-old again, which I'm actually, I, I think I'm finally okay with that. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to start accepting this body and this person and mm. getting to know who I am. Uh, yeah, I think also there's been a lot of conversation around dad bods and mom bods in actually a very positive way. Yeah. Like okay. in a positive way that has actually made me kind of or helped me to accept my quote unquote mom bod and feel sexy about it. 
feel okay about it, you know? They now have, you know, like, they are at stores, mom jeans, dad jeans, like, dad running shoes. Like, it is, it's a thing. And you know what? It's cute. And it's a way for us to sort of accept who we are and know that I birthed two amazing children into this world. And yeah, I have scars to show it. Yeah, I, I thought you were going in the direction of the double standard that this dad bod, but yeah, I, I haven't really seen the mom bod coming up. But if you have that, it's very exciting to me because I'm I'm all over that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it now. I've seen it in like a few different sort of, um, you know, more in a comical way, but but in a way that is accepting of the mom bod mm. um, and, and kind of giving a bit of a you know, middle finger to anybody who should judge me for my amazing body that produced two children. Yeah. So back off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. And I think the pressure there, that that's a lot of pressure online for moms who have just had kids and seeing people on social media and especially celebrities uh, and people who have a whole team who are preparing all their meals and doing all their workouts and taking care of their kids. So their sole focus is to get back their body because it's their career, it's their job and they that's their brand. And so, and then you see that pressure and then you want to try to accomplish that. And, and it gets, and I think that's another part of the mom anxiety where you, you, you become so anxious that you overexercise or you uh you know you undereat or you really you're so critical of yourself uh, every day while you are going through this huge transformation of becoming a mother and mm -hmm. that that can be it, just so much stress that we we don't we don't need and would we have that if we were all they didn't have that when we were all just cave men and cave women <laughs> <laughs> oh the good old days eh <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what types of things have you done by yourself for yourself? That's an that's an interesting one because um, when the kids became school age and they, I had my days free. If I wasn't working on a project, I would have you know the days from you know from nine a.m. to three p.m. or whatever. Um, and there's an amazing spot here um called body blitz uh and it's uh it's therapeutic waters and so it has this whole circuit where you can go from the sauna to the salt water to the steam room to the cold plunge and it's like it's so great it's women only i used to go with friends i used to be sort of this social thing we would go together uh, and then I started going on my own and it was only really a couple of hours every couple of months, but it meant so much to me. It was very therapeutic. It's really the difference because I do find that women go with their friends. If they have free time, we go with our friends. Okay, we're having a girl's day at the spa, but that's why I asked you, you know, what types of things have you done for yourself by yourself? Because it's right. the by yourself part that seems to be the most beneficial and of course it's it's important to be with your friends and you get so much but that it, it's a different thing it's 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 not it's not fulfilling the same need and the need of 
really being with yourself and being on your own and not just in your house and vacuuming or sitting <laughs> and reading a book in your house, but actually doing something for yourself. Absolutely. And I have to also say that, that there, um, there was a certain amount of guilt that goes along with, well, for me, I, I'm speaking only about myself, but um, that goes along with taking time for myself. Mm. So it was after a few times of going to Body Blitz that I was finally okay, felt okay about doing it. The first couple of times, I sort of would rush through the circuit. I'd get in and out. I'd be in and out in an hour, hour and a half. And I'd leave and I'd go, why did you do that? Take your time. You deserve it. You know, but as soon as, you know, those first few times, as soon as I would get there, I'd be feeling guilty for being there. I have all these things to do. I have, uh, you know, the house to clean. I have um, things to work on with my career. I have to keep moving forward in my career. I have to make phone calls. I should be seeing friends. You know, this is the other thing. If you have free time, you should be seeing all the people that you haven't been connecting with mm. you know there's also that sort of layer of guilt as well and it took a bunch of times of me sort of saying I'm going to do this spa thing every once in a while yeah. for myself and yeah. I'm going to spend as many hours well between nine and three yeah yeah <laughs> that I that I can you know you know until I become a prune in the water you yeah. know that I need to for myself and it took a while to get there and I still have that sort of guilt you know, um, about, you know, just taking, taking time, taking, taking a, a pause to do something for yourself. And like you said, it's not about, okay, I'm going to take an hour and clean the bathroom and be by myself. No, treat yourself, do something. You know, yeah. I used to finish work um, occasionally on a prep day and the kids would be at home with my mother-in-law or my mom or my husband and I'd finish a little earlier than normal and instead of just like rushing home occasionally I would just go to my local and like have a glass of wine on their patio because <laughs> I... <laughs> I was like it is too early to go home if I go home I'm going to be inundated with everything and I'm not I, you know, nobody has to know. They still think I'm at work. I'm just going to sit there for an hour by myself. And it, that has been like golden. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. And just permission. Can we just say right now, all women, you have permission to do that. <laughs> because I wish somebody told me that I had permission. I, the very first time I went out, to work and I left and my mother-in-law was at the house and uh, I was only going to be gone for a couple of hours but it turned out I was even quicker than I thought and on the way home I thought gosh I really just want an ice cream and I know my mother-in-law is going to be there for another hour and so I pulled in and I got an ice cream but I felt guilty immediately got in the car ate the ice cream while I was driving back to the house because I thought I can't I can't I can't sit here and eat the ice cream it's 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 enough that I got the ice cream <laughs> but to be able oh to gosh. give ourselves permission mission like why couldn't I have just sat there for 15 minutes and and enjoyed the ice cream instead of scarfing it down while I'm driving absolutely and then and then you laugh at yourself afterward going yeah. oh my god why did I just do that yes yes yeah <laughs> it takes practice though I think this is something yeah. interesting and like being in my 40s now it's like okay it it's not just something you can automatically do when you've been so connected to your children or your career or your family mm -hmm. life or whatever it is to take time for yourself this is going to take a little practice and a little effort and focus to yeah. to teach myself that I deserve this you yeah. know and that I'm 
worthy of getting to know myself again, you know? And along those lines, um, do you feel it's important to make time? I mean, as a creator, you're you're working all the time, but then there's also these passion projects, and there it's not it's for yourself in in a different way because it's fulfilling you. But do you feel it's important to to make time for those passion projects when you have all these other things that you you need to be doing as well? It's so huge for me those small little indie films and um, little passion projects you know I I work mainly in commercial styling um, and <laughs> when the right project comes along I just I have this like I have to do it I, ha- I just have to do it and a lot of the time these little indie projects you know either they don't pay or they're very low pay and half the time they're in some other, you know, nearby city. So you're having to drive there every day or whatever the thing is, or you're, you're having to figure out how to do the prep on this other job while you do your other work in order to continue to bring an income. But I have to say that the, the fulfillment that I get out of these creative projects is everything. I mean, it keeps me going forward it fulfills my artistic self and that is a part of me that I can't ignore and when I do ignore it and when I keep doing a job that doesn't really fulfill me totally then I I feel deep sadness and I notice it I it it comes out in all sorts of different ways it comes out in feeling grumpy it comes out in feeling bad about myself and body image. And then all of a sudden it'll sort of dawn on me and I'll say to myself, oh, okay, you haven't done something creative Mm. at all in the last, whatever, month, two months. And I'll sort of need to search something out. And whether it's in film and TV or it's, you know, through cooking, which is my other sort of side passion that I love to do, or, you know, through, you know, building something with my sewing machine or, or whatever it is, I need to find that artistic outlet. Um, it's just who I am. And it's, it's, you know, my artistic self is like this huge, huge sort of fire inside of me. And it often is sort of dulled down. Mm. And when that happens, I need to sort of reignite it. Yeah, that feels... I, I feel that. Do you think it's important to show your kids the commitment to your passion? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, my daughter and my son can see that I am creatively fulfilled, you know, when I am working. And it's how important it is to me just for sense of self, you know, yeah. um, but also to model that for them. I want them to have thriving careers and yeah. to put their whole heart and mind into something they love to do. And yeah. I'm so grateful to do something that I love to do. Yeah. Um, so I want them to see that. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. So I have to tell you, I was walking down the street last week and I feel like you'll really appreciate this because I noticed in a window these really cute wine glasses. And one of the wine glasses said, Mommy's Sippy Cup. And another one said, Because Kids. And what kind of message is this sending to moms out there? Oh, well, it's a message that I definitely have uh, been affected by. Uh, personally, I, I too have, you know, gone to have a glass of wine at, you know, 459. Oh, it's five o'clock. Okay. 
okay. I'm going to have that glass of wine to try to, you know, um, handle the rest of the day. Okay. I have the night coming to me, the hardest part of the day, you know, the kids are tired. Everybody needs something. You know, I just need a minute to stand at my counter, sip a glass of wine and somehow let the calm wash over me. But what's happened is it's become a joke. And, you know, women and drinking and connecting those two things together where, where we're, um, uh, you know, drowning our stress and anxiety in a glass of wine. I mean, we all know that that isn't helpful. It doesn't work. And, you know, every single store out there that has a little throw cushion that says sip, sip, hooray on it or whatever it is, is like, it's, it's making a joke about it. And it's not funny. And I think that this is encouraging alcoholism in women and allowing us, giving us an excuse to say, I'm super stressed out because my kids are making me stressed out and I'm going to drink away my problems. And what kind of, I mean, I think it's insulting to women. I think it's insulting to mothers. But what kind of message is this sending to the kids that they see their mom drinking out of a glass that says, mommy needs a drink? It, mm-hmm. I think in terms of modeling, that's definitely not something I want to be putting on or putting out there for my children to see. Yeah. I remember my husband asked, uh, this was a few years ago, asked my son, what should we get mommy for her birthday? And he said, Wine. Oh, no, that is not great. You know, (laughs) that is not great. So that has stuck with me. Um, You know, I think that having a glass of wine is totally a good thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think when you're connecting it to calming yourself or getting rid of anxiety or escaping Yes, I think that, yeah. yeah, that's it. Escaping, you know, the kids are are running in chaos. I'm going to have a drink. That that's not helpful. It's not helpful to you. Yeah. It's not helpful to no, anybody. It's not. It's not. And there needs to be other ways, you know, and and maybe that is part of you know what we were talking about earlier about taking time for yourself. That mm-hmm. time doesn't necessarily need to be sitting on your back porch with a glass of wine. Find something else. Enjoy your glass of wine, absolutely, if that is what you like to do. But don't do it because you need to, because you're stressed, because the kids, because the, the yeah. husband, because life, right? Yeah. There needs to be a different a different um, message there for sure. And let's stop buying these glasses so they stop making them because this is yeah. it was offensive. And I, I thought, if thank goodness Birdie can't read because I don't want her to see this. <laughs> It is offensive. We should just go on like a smashing spree. Let's go buy them and then smash them all. Yes! It'll be empowering. I'd like to do that. I'm in for that. I am so in for that. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I like to close the show with a personal mantra, an affirmation that we can say to ourselves in a tough moment to refocus and remind us of the women we are. Laura, can you please share your mantra with us? I'd love to. Um, My mantra is, um, be kind to yourself. And I say that to myself all the time, just in these tough moments, these moments where you're feeling like you can't do it. Just be kind to yourself. Be kind kind to to your children. (laughs) No, I think that if the kindness, if the kindness starts with yourself, it radiates outward. So if you can be kind to yourself first, then you know, you'll go forward in positivity. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
And thank you all for listening. Join us on Instagram at Womanhood After Motherhood to continue the conversations. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for updates on the latest episodes.